Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome. To the Doc G Show, I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus Clifernicus. Say what? Charette. What's up, Doc G? How's it going, sir? How are you? It's it's going, man. I, I'm i excited about today's show. That's right. I, yeah? it's, I mean, I you know, it. I'm I'm always, I'm pretty jazzed about the show, let's be honest. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a big part of my life, Mike, but today we've got a show. We have got a show. Oh, yeah. Local musicians that have turned into national musicians. Uh, ah, soon nice. to be international musicians. So true. Flip turn. We got flip turn on the show. This gang, they're going places, Mike. They are, I mean, and, and I'll tell you how we know they're going places. They are going to be headlining the Jacksonville Bicentennial Show. Wait, what? Mmm, nice. Our home awesome. city, Jacksonville, turning 200. And when Jacksonville wow. was turning 200, the city was like, you know what? Let's get flip turn. Let's have them turn this mother out. And they were like, we'll yeah. do it. I mean, come on. What kind of honor is that? Jacksonville, Huge. such an amazing city for music and... Yeah, and they were chosen. That's pretty awesome. That's a fact. Yeah, pretty, that's the pretty keys great. to the city, basically. That's yeah. ba exactly, exactly. <laughs> and since we have these guys on the show, and it is the 200th anniversary of our home city, I thought, you know, since especially since some of our listeners, the internet listeners, the podcast listeners... The folks from, like, Frankfurt, Germany. Yes! The Boardman, Oregon. Yes! The San Diego, Californians. Yes! The Anoka, Minnesotas. The Barcelona, Spain. That's right. Those folks probably don't know a lot about Jacksonville, you know? Mm -mm. They don't know a lot. That would be difficult. Yeah, I mean, they put up with know. our <laughs> every single week. Yeah. But they don't know where we're coming from, Mike. You know? Mm -mm. And so I thought about it. I was like, we need... We need to tell them about this place, you know? Yeah. Because they don't know about Calford. What? Did you know that's the original name of Jacksonville, Mike? Calford. I did not. I was going to ask you, what is Calford? But uh, I didn't want to. Calford. That's, that's, our, that's <laughs> our name. That's. Oh, uh, okay. Because it's where cows forded the river. St. John's oh, River. How Ford. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. C-O-W. Yeah, C-O-W. The dude that founded wow. Jacksonville, Isaiah David Hart, he, he was like a cattle thief. Word. And then he bought some cattle, and then he forded the mm. river at Jacksonville. And he's like, you know what? Town. There we go. Mm. That's it. There we go. It's a little nugget <laughs> right there, guys. That's a little nugget of information about Jacksonville that I'm betting a lot of listeners didn't know. So true. You know what? And that's the reason I why we that. need to cover some facts, Mike. We need to give some more hot nuggets of facts right here, right now, on Jacksonville. Are you ready? Oh, let's do it. I can't wait. 
Okay, Mike, first fact. Jacksonville gets, on average, 270 days of sunshine a year. That's, That's right. pretty good. That's a lot of days. That's right. Great That's sunshine. Right. Yeah. There's a reason why we're called the Sunshine State, Mike. That's the reason. Lots of sun. Because we get sun. Yeah. 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 Now, Mike, I don't know if you're like me, but inevitably, whenever you say something like this to other folks, you'll have the goober who loves Denver that says, uh, Denver gets 300 days of sun a year. <laughs> Which, let me tell you, and the listeners right now, Mike, that's <laughs> If, if you don't believe me, ask Nolan Doskin, who is a Colorado State climatologist, and he will tell you that that claim that they get 300 days of sun a year came from railroad companies back in the 1800s who just made it up because they wanted people to move to Denver. So they're like, hey, you know uh. what? People like sunshine. Let's just tell them it's sunny here all the time. Yeah, that sounds good. That's good BS. And they went with it, right? <laughs> so, listeners... Next time you hear that BS being thrown out by somebody, you let them know. You're pushing BS, clown. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't old, have that. Old BS. Maybe don't have <laughs> that much negative energy. That was a hypothetic. But, you know, besides that, you can also tell them, I, I don't like the average four and a half feet of snow that Denver gets per year. But, you know. That, that that's that's your choice. You can also, you know, throw that in there. That's not a Jacksonville fact, Mike. The Jacksonville fact is that we get two hundred and seventy, and that's fact. That's a fact. That is a yeah. fact. <laughs> Take it to the bank. Yeah. Um next, Mike, we've got a bunch of young bucks in this city. Average mm -hmm. age yeah. of Jacksonville resident, thirty six. Say what? Wow. Yeah? Huh. Yeah. That's Where the rest of the state is 42. Mm-hmm. I thought so it was we're like 70. <laughs> six years. Well, now the average age in the villages, Mike, 72. <laughs> 72. <laughs> nice. So do the math there, listeners. Jacksonville resident, half the age of a village resident. So pretty if much. If you're looking to hang out with some older folks, maybe the village. You're looking to hang out younger? You come here to Duval. That's right. We're young, guys. We're young and hip, just like this dude. I'm pointing to me, listeners. <laughs> I'm pointing to me. Uh, next fact, Mike. This one. Um, this one's for our former co-host here, Justin Evangelista. Jacksonville has the largest Filipino American community in Florida. So true. Hmm. I did know that, actually. Well, I didn't know it was the largest, but I knew there was a large Filipino community there. It's true. It's yeah. true. Largest in Florida. Shout out to former co-host Justin Evangelista. Shout out. As you may remember, Mike, the person that told me to invite you on the show in the first place. That happened. Thank you, sir. I Sh appreciate that. Shout out to the Virgin Bay. Look where Bat. we are. Yeah, exactly. Look where <laughs> it has taken us, Justin. Justin is now just being a, a physical therapist, uh, saving the world is what he's doing. Word. Anywho, he's Matt, needed. He's needed. Uh, <laughs> Mike, next fact: despite being on the coast, we've only been hit by one direct hurricane of a category wow. three or higher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Hurricane Dora. That that mm. that effing explorer came in and just ruined us in '64. She came in and just ah. took us to task, Mike. 
It actually, it actually wasn't that bad. Like it was bad, but it wasn't like you know nearly what we've seen with some of the other hurricanes. You know, so yeah, pretty good on the hurricane side. Not bad. That's good. Not bad. Uh, next fact, Mike. Walt Disney said he wanted the happiest place on earth to be Jacksonville. He wanted Disney, Disneyland or Disney World to be here. And the uh, mm. city of Jacksonville was like, yeah, we'd rather you didn't. That's a fact. Keep it moving. Ugh. And I got to say, no offense to O-Town down the road, but I'm glad Jacksonville decided that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm glad Disney World is not here. Because I don't know about you, Mike, but it's not too much of an allure to me. Nope. I'm not too sucked in by it. I don't know about you. I mean, you're... You're a, you're an O town local yokel. I'm guessing you don't yeah. really have a drive to go back to Disney World. It's... Yeah, one. It's like one of those like once every five years. I'm not. Uh, yeah, those yeah, people that go like fan. every like week. Who are those yeah. people? Ah, uh, they're they're weird. That is very weird. That is a weird thing. Like I, <laughs> they're the ones that they were the Mickey Mouse ears in their Tinder photos. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I feel like after like three three visits, you'd I'd be like, okay, it's the same stuff we saw earlier this month. This is uh, pretty much hasn't changed. Like it just it's a bit much. Anyways, Mike. Next fact: Jacksonville was the site of the southernmost battle. Of the Revolutionary War. Wow. The Revolutionary War. Yeah. Yeah. Florida wasn't even a wasn't even a colony. It's just a place. Like just some weird outpost below Georgia. They're like there's still land down there. We don't know. Right? It's the Battle of Thomas <laughs> Creek. Battle of Thomas huh. Creek. Uh, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about it, Mike, but if I were the dudes on either side of this battle, I would have just been like, whoa, guys, we're not even in the colonies here. Come on, why are we fighting? <laughs> like, let's just, let's find a nice breeze. Looks like it over there. Let's just go get some hammocks, hang out. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Sure. I would have been shot right after saying that, but still, like, you know. Pretty much. Right in the face. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Uncalled for. Uh, Plus, it would have been one of those horrible musket shots, so it would have started yeah, yeah. here, came out like that. Anywho, um, Mike, Elvis's first indoor concert as a headlining act in Jacksonville. Yeah, I did that theater, Doc G. Yeah, played in that theater. Florida Theater? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Florida Theater, yep. That's a that's a that's a pretty place right there, man. So true. Yeah, the uh, owner was showing us where the cops were sitting during Elvis's concert. Nice. He had to have cops watch him. Did you <laughs> so he didn't shake his hips? He also had a judge. They brought a judge. Like I guess Oh wow. I I don't know if it was like if the cops were looking at the judge like now. He's like, Yeah, oh that's that's offensive right there. I can't handle those <laughs> hips. But yeah, apparently a judge <laughs> went to the concert as well. Uh also mm -hmm. oh, side wow. side note, that theater, over a million bricks in that theater on the outside. Ah. It's all brick. It's crazy. Wow. Good Lord! If I if I wild. was one of the bricklayers on that job, I would bring that up all the time. Yes! Like I would literally go by that place and be like, "Yeah, see that? 
million. These hands, a hole. That was brick all by me. Brick. That was all me. Uh, next, Mike. This is uh, this is uh, this is a multi compound one. This is our last one. This is one of my favorites. Uh, the Matthews Bridge, one of several bridges that goes over the St. John's River downtown. Here, first off, it's mentioned in the Limp Biscuit song, "My Generation." Start of start of the song. He tells the he tells the drummer. John Otto, take him to the Matthews Bridge. Huh? Goes into it right there. It's a solid, okay. solid song, Mike. And if you disagree, you do some bench press to it, listeners. You do some <laughs> bench press to it, and you deny me that you did not get amped, okay? Yeah. So you can get amped to it. Anyway. Jeez. Second, Mike, in 2013, the Matthews Bridge was hit by the military sea lift command ship which mm. the bridge had to be closed for over a month because of the damage now wow if you're like what the is wrong with that ship why couldn't they go under a bridge well let me tell you apparently the florida department of transportation measured the bridge wrong they told the navy that it was six feet taller than it actually was so mm. A little off. Yeah. So the ship was like, yeah, we got Just plenty of room. Up. Uh, no, we don't. Thanks. Thanks, F. Dot. Good job. Good job. <laughs> uh, last fi uh, fact about the bridge, Mike. Some folks wonder why the bridge is painted maroon. The bridge is maroon. Hmm. Well, hmm. it's because in that? 1983, the city was really jazzed about the new USFL football team. The Jacksonville Bulls, whose color mm. was maroon. So they were like, we're painting the bridge. And in 1984, they finished painting the bridge. Then a year later, the team went bankrupt and folded. Oh, oh <laughs> man. Oh, put it all in there. They were like, yeah, that is nice. Oh, you're no longer in existence? Mm, that ah, was, maroon bridge. That's, oh, man. I like how the Jaguars have been a football team for 27 years, and Jacksonville's like, yeah, right. We're not falling that for that anymore, <laughs> all right? We've done that once. It was maroon. We're keeping maroon. Either you change your colors to maroon, Jaguars, or it's staying, it's staying maroon. That's it. That's it. What a Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Then we'll change it to your colors. Anyways, Mike, I feel like we've learned some things. I feel like I we're ready to celebrate the 200th anniversary. Are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. And we're also ready to celebrate the 276th episode of the Doc G Show. Are you ready wow. to fire it up? Yes, sir. Let's fire it up. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one. Zero and lift off. Mike, like I said, fantastic show. Flip turn. Very excited. We're going to have Tristan, Madeline, Dylan on the show. We're going to talk about the new additions to the group, the new album, everything. But first, we need to start where we start. The birthday suit. That is correct. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Now. Who do we got? I think you might get one. Maybe. Okay. Um, these are these are toughies. These are not it's okay. June 8th was not a day for like Mike famous people. Nope. It was not 
Now I will say this first one is one of my one of uh, like I don't know what you would call it. I I just love some of his characters that he's played. Anywho, okay. Born on June eighth, nineteen twenty seven, in New York City, our birthday suit wearer grew up loving acting and played in several plays during high school. After high school, he went into the U.S. Army during World War II. Then uh, then attended Syracuse and earned a degree in drama. Then went back into the army during the Korean War. He married Anna uh, Mira in 1954, and they joined the Compass Players, what would later become known as Second City Theater. What? Mm. Another Second City member right here. Our birthday suit wearer and his wife became a comedy phenomenon, playing the Ed Sullivan Show and touring the country. They had extremely successful career, but now most people remember him for his role on two sitcoms of the 90s and the 2000s, Seinfeld and King of Queens. In Seinfeld, he played Frank Costanza's dad. Oh, sorry, he played Frank Costanza, George Costanza's dad. And on King of Queens, he played Arthur Spooner, Carrie's dad. Our birthday suit wearer has a son, Ben in 1965, who also has been very successful in acting. Name that birthday suit wearer. Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller is correct. One for one. Yeah. One yes. for one. There he is. Jerry Stiller <laughs> sadly passed away just a couple of years ago, man. But I, oh, man. Uh, Frank Costanza, one of my faves. Yeah, great character. Great just character. Love Frank it. And that was his, like, that was all sort of him. Like, he came in. like his personality, yeah. Well, like, he came in, and Larry David had him acting like this sort of, like, quiet guy, and he had, like, a bald cap on, and he was like, no, I think it'd be funnier if I had hair, and George doesn't have hair, and I was a crazy lunatic. And he just starts (laughs) acting like a crazy lunatic, and it obviously was way better, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, and... Second City. Who knew? What's Second City? He was the OG OG. Uh, he before, was the first. I was about to say, before it was even Second City, he was yeah. Compass Players, which I like Compass Players. That's a pretty cool name. And then yeah. on top of that, two wars? That dude fought in two wars? Like, that's crazy. Like, you never yeah. even hear that. World War Two and Korea? Like... Hats off to Jerry Stiller just doing that and just like whatever, just just serving my country. Anyways, back to yeah. comedy, like just back to being super famous, <laughs> back to being super funny and famous. Like that's nuts. And then his son, obviously Ben's not doing too bad, you know. No, doing, not at doing, all. Doing pretty solid. I don't know. I think I, there's so many good Ben Stiller movies. Love, love, love Dodgeball. Love, uh, love Tropic, uh, Tropic Thunder, so good. Heavyweights, uh, heavyweights, <laughs> so the <random>. classic. Heavyweights, <laughs> yeah. the classic. Man, so good. Anyways, happy birthday to Jerry Stiller. He would have uh, turned 95, 95 mm. today. So happy birthday, Jerry Stiller. Uh, Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Yeah, what's up? Where are we headed? It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Florida. We're headed to Florida. (laughs) Um, And we're going down to O-Town, Mike. Going down to O-Town. 
Uh, uh, David Nunbar. Nav- David- I know David. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Small little town. Small little O town. You know, everybody knows everybody. Um, Pretty much. David Nunbar contacted Action 9 Channel News to let him know that he'd been visiting his mother's crypt at the mausoleum at Glen Haven Memorial Park when he realized that the crypt was oozing a green liquid. Ew. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. And David told the news, quote, common sense. You see an oozing liquid coming out of a tomb? There's no way in you're going to step in it. Huh? I got I got to ask Mike, who's tempted in stepping in it in the first place? Like was that yeah. the was that the first question <laughs> of Action 9 News to David? An oozing liquid, you say. Let me ask, uh, did you step in it? Hmm. Did you put your <laughs> What's no, the viscosity? You didn't. You didn't put your foot in it. Interesting. That would have been my first move. Uh, he told Action 9 News that he fears the liquid could be decomposed human remains. Hmm. Yeah. Mike, as you know, I have some experience <laughs> with physiology. Now, I don't have much experience with decomposition of human bodies, but I can tell you there aren't many things in your body that are going to ooze green. His yeah. his mom wasn't a fern. Nope. It's not going to happen. <laughs> unless unless this lady was 95% gallbladder, I don't mm. think the ooze is coming from her. Mm. Not it. Not it. But don't worry, Mike. Action 9 News, they took action. Sweet. Yeah. They uh, <laughs> they contacted Howard Beckham, who is, this is a real thing, a professor of funeral services. Huh? Hmm. Interesting. That's, that's a real professor, Mike. Like, who and why would you get a PhD in funeral services? Like, I mean, you're always gonna have a job, Doc G. Imagine it's never that, gonna go out of style. What What is the topic of the dissertation for funeral services? Mm. Like, yeah, so many directions you can go in. So, anyway, <laughs> Professor Beckman didn't have any answers. They ask him about those, and he's like, "That's I don't know. That's some weird. <laughs> don't I don't know. Got nothing for you, right?" <laughs> Uh, and the reporter then contacted the company that owns the park, and they said the mausoleum has water intrusion, and a civil mm. engineer has been hired. So there you go, Mike. Not gallbladder juice, not decomposing uh, grandmas, just moldy water. That's what it was. No Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ooze. No ooze. <laughs> No turtles were going to grow up with a, a rat and turn into a lean, mean fighting machine. Uh, just moldy water. Just moldy water. Yeah. Um, Mike, quick story here out of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we're going to mm. head down to Fort Lauderdale for this next story. I'll leave that emphasis in the sentence for everybody to pick up a little later. Uh, Mike, there was a pretty bad collision on North... Ocean Boulevard when an SUV hit a FedEx vehicle and ah. hit it head on. 
Luckily, Oof. nobody was seriously hurt, although the driver and the passenger of the SUV were in a little of trouble, Mike, after it was revealed they had been engaging in oral sex when the wreck occurred. Oh. <laughs> Did everybody pick up the emphasis from earlier, guys? Did everybody get that? Did you get that now? The head? Went down to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, anywho, uh, Mike, this, ha this happened at thir on Thursday at 6 p.m. Come on, guys. Don't you have anything better to do with your day? I feel so bad for that FedEx driver. Like, that's... God. He had... If I would have got... I would have been like, are you kidding me? I'm out here delivering packages and this crap you're doing in the car and I got to run into you. <laughs> It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah. Crazies down there in Fort Lauderdale, Mike. You gotta watch yeah. out. You gotta watch out. Uh yeah. Mike, let's let's it's get party. out of the state. Let's get out of the state. We're gonna head up to Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Uh a bar in Ann Arbor called the Heidelberg. They were pretty excited because they're supposed to celebrate their sixtieth anniversary last year. Sixty. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, in, uh, you know, uh, in anticipation of the celebration, they hired a marketing consultant to promote the whole event. So the marketing consultant went back and he was getting some pics from the bar from back in the day. Right? So he was looking, you know, getting those old pics so you could put them up and be like, oh, look at this. 1968 yeah. Heidelberg, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and he found out, he started pulling pics from the 1960s, and he noticed the bar was not there. It was not called the Heidelberg. It was called Washington Cafe. Hmm. Then he did some more digging and found out, yeah, no, the Heidelberg did not open 60 years ago. In fact, in its current location, it opened in 1973. Mm. So the marketing consultant had to go back to the current owners and be like, yeah, uh, you're not celebrating your 60th anniversary. You will be celebrating your 50th anniversary next year, but mm. nothing, nothing last year. And I got to say, Mike, how do you lose track of 10 years when it's only been 50? Like, mm. that's not, it's not like... Shouldn't there be people living in Ann Arbor that are like, yeah, I was a kid and that bar wasn't there? Like, <laughs> like it's not that hard. We're not talking like some 400-year-old church. Like, at least right. of like 35% of the population is old enough to just be like, yeah, 1968, that thing wasn't there. I don't know. Like, but... <laughs> Instead, they had to get a, a marketing expert to be like, I eh, did some research, and apparently this thing didn't exist. It's <laughs> weird. And like, just, yeah, I'm just saying. Anyways, Heidelberg, if you get a chance, Mike, 50 years. Big deal. It's coming up next year. Yeah. Celebrate the Heidelberg. Half I don't century. know. Something about it seems, seem, I don't, I don't, the, the name worries me. I don't know about Heidelberg. Yeah, yeah. it's a little too World so War II-y. I don't like it. I yeah. Don't, uh, <laughs> yeah. A little too close. Anywho, Mike, we're going to move across the country to California. Uh, let's mm. start off this story with how any good story starts. A lady was scrolling through Craigslist. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
Yes. Which listeners? I'm excited. Again, for you guys out there, it's still totally a thing. It still exists. People still post a lot of crap on there. It happens. And this lady had just moved to California. She needed some furniture, Mike. So if you need Mm. furniture, where else do you go? Craigslist, right? Mm -hmm. She went on Mm -hmm. Craigslist, and she saw a listing for some free furniture. It was for two couches. Just giving them away. Good idea. Just give it away. That's what she said. She was like, I don't know. This seems a little bit like a hoax. So she called up the number, and the person was like, yeah, we're just giving them away. Uh, we had a relative that recently passed away, and we're just giving away all the uh, which seems a little unnecessary, but that's what they were doing, apparently. And uh, so the lady was like, sweet, I'll come pick them up. So she got the sofas home. She started bouncing around on them, you know, getting situated, getting her own groove on the on the couch. Uh, and she noticed, she was like, cushion seems a little lumpy. What's going on down here? And so she, uh, opened up the cushion and, uh, $36,000 fell out in cash. Yes. Yes. (laughs) $36,000. And Mike, she probably did what me or you would not do. She immediately called the family up. To give the money back. You know what? Wow. Mm. To to the family that just gave her the couches. She said, quote, God has been kind to me and my children. They're all alive and well. I have three beautiful grandchildren. So what can I ever ask from God? Wow. That's what she said, Mike. Amazing person. Yeah. 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 That is one pure soul (laughs) right there, Mike. Like Seriously. She needs to find the lady freaking out at McDonald's about her filet of fish and be like, hey, at least you're not dead. Am I right? Mm-hmm. That's Can I show you some pictures good. of my grandchildren? <laughs> it's like such a low bar, man. Such a yeah. low bar. Yeah. But a great bar, nonetheless. Um, anyways, she gave the money back, and the family thanked her by giving her $2,000 of it back. Oh, that's nice. It's nice, but you're like 18th, 118th of the actual total amount. Like, yeah. You're lucky she's low bar Lisa. Like, you could have been sitting there with zero (laughs) dollars. Like, she could have just been like 36,000 finders keepers bags. This is all mine. Yeah. Nobody will ever know. But, you know, you know me, Mike. Sometimes. Sometimes I got to follow the tracks of logic in my head. And I was thinking about this story. Why did this family give away that couch on Craigslist? Hmm. Like, first of all, why not put it on the curb? Like, you're getting rid of all mm. this crap. Isn't it just easier to be like, yeah, throw it away? You know? Like, yeah. then second of all, if you wanted to give it to charity, why not give it to charity like Goodwill? Why not have, they have a pickup service. You can write it off on your taxes. That's a fact. But you decide to give it away on Craigslist, a website where at least half of the posts are related to some real shady shit. Like, mm-hmm. just give it away? <laughs> what's going on here, Mike? What's, mm. what's going on here? Lastly, I don't know. if this relative was real, Mike, what kind of joker was he? I mean, putting it in actual dollars in the couch instead of pirate booty, 
<laughs> what's, what's, what's wrong with this guy? He needs some That's silver and gold in this couch. Mm-hmm. Paper dollars. What a joker. Anyways, Mike, we are going to take a break. <laughs> we are going to be right back here on the Doc G Show. We are going to hear from our guest, Flip Turn with Chicago, right here on the Doc G Show.
are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Listeners, while you're celebrating the Jacksonville Bicentennial, regardless where you are in the world, because I know everybody's got to celebrate it, from Boardman, Oregon mm-hmm. to Piracai, Brazil, from Piracai, Brazil to Dublin, Ireland, everybody is celebrating in our 200-year anniversary. Granted, Dublin, Ireland's like, we've been a city for like eight times longer than that. That's the most <laughs> pathetic celebration I've ever heard in my life. I know, we're a young country. Get over it. Anywho, download the podcast while you're doing it, guys. Subscribe mm-hmm. to the podcast while you're celebrating. The best celebration present for somebody else? Stealing their phone and subscribing to the Doc G Mm. show and giving it back to them. That's a fact. Little secret present right there that they'll love. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, they'll open their podcast and be like, what's this? Oh, my God. That was the nicest present anybody's ever given to me. Mm -hmm. There you go. This is a great show. Yeah. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Uh, Mike. Let's celebrate the folks that listen to us on a regular basis. Here we go. The regulars. The regs. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Gainesville, Florida, Bradford, Virginia, Ashburn, Virginia, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Peoria, Illinois, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Richardson, Texas, Katy, Texas, Toms, River, New Jersey. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Regulars. Regulars. Got a fairly interesting list of semi-regulars, Mike. Here's some semi-regulars for you. Shout out to O-Town, Orlando, getting the listens in. Shout out to Orlando. Olive Branch, Mississippi. Shout out to Olive Branch. Shout out to Gulfport, Mississippi. You know, it's Mm. surprising. It's almost like Mississippi likes the abuse, Mike. We make fun (laughs) of Mississippi a bunch, and they're like, you know what? We're listening, you a-holes. We're going to listen more. And you know what? I appreciate that for them. Thank you, Mississippi. We appreciate you guys. guys. We do. Uh, That's right. Shout out to West Hartford, Connecticut, Simpsonville, South Carolina, Amsterdam, Netherlands, Tampa, Florida, Pittsburgh, California, Buenos Hmm. Aires, Argentina, Lancaster, Ohio, Bogota, Colombia, London, United Kingdom, Sydney, Australia, uh, Aurora, Colorado, Alpharetta, Georgia, Henderson, Nevada, Nassau, Bahamas, Stone, United Kingdom, and uh, the Maldives. Malay? Maldives? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, no idea. shout out to all of those places. Good, good, good number of internationals there. Good number. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Bogota, London, Sydney. All right. All right. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, Mike, we need to do something that you love to do here on the show. Previously all on the Doc G Show. You yeah, know it. Previous on the Doc G Show. Yep. Previously on the Doc G Show. You know, I, I maybe I should just maybe I should just get the folks in the old uh, in the old introduction studio to just make it called follow ups. I've got <laughs> <laughs> got our dramatic entrance of previously on the Doc G show, and you know what, Mike doesn't like it. He likes follow ups. I, I love it. I'm gonna go no, previously no. on the Doc G show. I'm gonna write this down. 
I'm not going to say follow-ups. Follow-ups is just an extra word that I like to say. I'm going to learn my lines, everybody. Okay? Uh, no, Mike, we've got one thing we need to follow up on. I don't know if you saw this, but Johnny Depp won his lawsuit, sort of. Huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. still had to pay. Yeah. Yeah. So, listeners, if you didn't uh, follow any of this, again, congratulations. So true. Uh, heard was uh, ordered to pay $10 million in compensatory uh, uh, damages uh, and another $5 million in punitive damages, finding her liable on three counts in the op-ed article she wrote. But the court also ruled that Jep, uh, Depp, Jep, that Depp <laughs> had defamed uh, uh, Heard in one of three counts in her countersuit. And Depp was ordered to pay $2 million in damages. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple things that go along with this, Mike. Even though Heard was charged to pay uh, $5 million in punitive damages, uh, in Virginia, you can only pay a maximum of $350,000. Mm. So it's one of those things where it looks frightening on paper, and then it's actually like 10 times less than it were, really was. So she only wow. actually has to pay, yeah, $350,000. That's not bad. Uh, on top uh, of that, Mike, uh, it's still bad. I would not want to pay $350,000. <laughs> yeah. uh, but on top of that, Mike, it was noted by several folks after the trial that several jurors fell asleep during the trial multiple times, hmm. which totally makes sense. Because if I was one of those jurors, I'd be like, Jesus, we have to hear more about poo slinging? What the? It's so who, boring. Yeah. Who cares? And apparently during the trial, Mike, Amber Heard stayed in a house that rented for $22,500 a month. What? Mm. It was 13,000 square feet. What the f*** do you need a 13,000 square foot when you're staying in the courtroom 10 hours a day? (laughs) Like, what is... Why don't you have a one-bedroom apartment? That does not make you look good in any way, I'm going to say. Yeah. Not in any way. Now, lastly, Mike, the most important thing about this follow-up, if you notice about the details I gave you, the most important aspect would be Hmm. that absolutely zero of these things change your life in any way. None of them. Nothing. No. Nothing. Nothing. So in case you were wondering, in case you were keeping track, listeners, it it matters to you zero. 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 So, just to sum up, we wasted three minutes of your life. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Mike, we need to uh, get a couple more stories in, just real quick here. A couple more stories. Uh, So, let's, let's, uh, this seems interesting here, Mike. Uh, have you ever seen Crocodile Dundee? Hmm. No. Okay, Crocodile Dundee, classic 80s film. Uh, yeah. It, it, main Paul reason... Pa- Paul something? Huh? Uh, Paul Hogan. Hogan. Paul Hogan. Oh. Newman, way Paul too Newman. old to play that. <laughs> way too old. Um, <laughs> Never mind. But, yeah, it's just close enough. It's Paul. Come on. I mean, Paul. how many yeah. how many Pauls are out there? It can only be like 10 of them or so. Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, it's a classic 80s film, and the fact that it basically makes no sense 
uh, and there was no reason to make it, uh, and yet everybody in the 80s was like, you know what? We like saying good day. Yeah, let's go with it. That works. We'll go see it. And everybody went and saw it, and it was really popular. That's a fact. Uh, so the whole basis of the movie, right, is there's a dude in Australia. Uh, he does all kinds of crazy things out in nature, and a reporter from New York is like, I'm taking this dude back to New York with me. And she does, and he goes there, and he gets into all kinds of zany situations because he doesn't understand New York culture, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Um, this movie actually sort of got played out this past week in New York, Mike. Mm. Little bit. Mm. Little bit. Uh, Sarah Fulton played the character of Crocodile Dundee, but instead of being from Australia, she's from Alaska. Word. And instead of wrestling crocodiles... She pulled a possum out of a bar in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So everybody's hanging out at Timken's Bar in Greenpoint when out of nowhere a possum just casually cruises in the front door. Everybody's mm. hanging out, talking, and this possum just waddles its way in. I don't know if listeners have ever seen a possum walk, but they don't really walk. They waddle. And he waddled on in. And uh, this freaked the whole bar out. The whole bar just went bananas. Oh, no! Uh, the bartender, <laughs> Rachel Bassimer, said, I grabbed my phone. Didn't know who to call. I was like, this is not what people do. Which I don't really know what that means. Like, <laughs> Anyways, Sarah said, quote, I think it was just instinctual. I went up behind him and I was like, hey, I know you're afraid. And I think I'm going to scruff you and take you out because that would be the least painful thing for you. So Sarah went up behind this uh, this possum, grabbed it by the neck, right? Uh, sort of like you do like a cat, you know? Yeah, you get like it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, took the, the possum out. Just walked him on out, wow. threw him out of the bar, and was lauded as a hero, Mike. Everybody loved Free it. drinks. They the just, that's right. They went bananas, man. And I got to <laughs> say, I, I think the funniest thing about the story to me, Mike, is how, like, hard all New Yorkers are portrayed and how they act, you know? Also, you know, oh, you want a piece of me? I'm from New York. And then a possum yeah. walks in and they're like, oh, hide the women and children. Give it all <laughs> your money. Just do what it says. Like, it's a possum. I mean... Like, I'm yeah. no Sarah Fulton. I wouldn't have grabbed that thing by the back no of the neck. But, like, I could have got a broom and pushed it out and just been like, all right, mm. get out of here. Like, just <laughs> get like. Get out of here, you. <laughs> it's, 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 not like a, it's not like a poisonous snake or like a, a tiger. Like, it's a possum. It's basically mm -hmm. an overgrown rat that's a marsupial. Come on. Yeah. Are those even in Alaska? Is that like a thing? She just... Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. Um, they're everywhere. They're, ah. Yeah. They're North American rats. No offense to possums, hmm. but they're everywhere. You know. Ah, they're nothing special. That. I'm going to... Uh, you know what, Mike? I'm going to... I may have just said that real confident-like, and then they could not be in Alaska. But I'm like, I'm going to give you a 95% confidence rating on that. I'm going to follow up just to make sure. <laughs> Previously uh, on the Doc G show. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Oh, nice, Mike. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're good. Uh, Mike, uh, last story before we go to break. 
Uh, I'm not into playing either or game. I've never been a huge fan when when people will be like, all right, this or that. One mm -hmm. one one uh, one time when I was uh, I, 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 I I take that back. Word. We do it every now and then on the show with some fun things. But uh, uh, when it comes to diseases, I'm definitely not into that. When people are like, all right, what would you have you ever had somebody that's asked you that? Like, which disease uh, would not you? Not the diseases. Nah, it's usually that's... some. Mm, it's my, it's my nightmare, dude. Mike. It's my, it's my nightmare, Mike. Um, well, I, I've got to do one for this next story because we've talked about in the last couple of weeks monkeypox. If you remember, ah, yeah. So uh, here's here's the either or, Mike. In one corner, we've got the brooding monkeypox. In the other corner, we have a disease that is currently spreading in Iraq right now. It's known colloquially as the nosebleed virus. Wait, what? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, so apparently it spreads by ticks. And since January, 120 people in Iraq have got the disease. Uh, 18 have died from it. It's also known as the Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever, which I got to be honest, nosebleed virus is a lot better. I'd much rather yeah. Hear, hear that. Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever. Anything with hemorrhagic Staying fever inside. in it. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, a representative from the WHO, uh, the World Health Organization, says, um, we have not yet reached the stage of epidemic, but the infections are higher than last year, he said. Not good, Mike. Not, not good. good. Gotta be honest. Not good. Uh, it's sort of like uh, Ebola, Mike. Anything where you're bleeding out of your body <laughs> uncontrollably, not a thing I want to be not involved good. with, you know? No way. I mean, no way. I don't know. If you give me the choice on an either or here, I don't want pox either. Neither of mm -hmm. these is a good, like, I, ugh, ugh. We got to get rid of these diseases, Mike. Come on. Yeah. yeah, we do. That's not good. Come on, infectious disease experts. Let's work on these things. Let's let's solve some issues here, guys. <laughs> get to the bottom of these things. I do not want to get hemorrhagic anything or pox. Any type of pox. Yeah. Ugh, Only no pox. two pox, no pox for me. Only two pox. Two pox. That's it. That's it. Anyways, yeah. Mike, we are going to take a break. <laughs> we are going to be right back. With Flip Turn, I do need to make a quick note, Mike, of this interview. Uh, we mm. had to censor the name and the release date of their album because uh, some logistics and marketing stuff in the works. So gotta make sure it's right, yeah. So I just needed I had to censor it out. So you'll just have to keep your eyes peeled to Flip Turn social media to find out those dates for yourself. If you want to get them, you're going to have to wait, guys. Keep it there. But we'll be right back. Tristan, Dylan, Madeline, right here on the Doc G Show. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. The Doc G Show. 
because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are very happy to have the band that will be headlining the Jacksonville Bicentennial Celebration, taking the stage at 9.04 p.m. Note the time, guys. Note the time. None other than Flip Turn, Dylan, Tristan, and Madeline. Guys, how's it going? Going good, going good. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for having us. For sure, for sure. You are playing the Bicentennial show. That is super cool. I mean, you guys have had some big shows in your career uh, already. But, I mean, this is where, this is the city you cut your first EP. First EP was in Jacksonville. I mean, it's sort of the center of the two worlds of Fernandina and Gainesville. It's right right in the center. <laughs> Uh, Dylan, in a city where you essentially started as far as a band, what's it mean to do the Bicentennial? It's uh, pretty cool. When we were asked to play it, um, we weren't aware that it was the Bicentennial. They were just, we were, you know, we got the email and they're like, would you like to headline this, um, this show, this free show in Jack's down, uh, downtown at the landing? And we're like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool. And then they announced it and they were like, it's the Bicentennial of Jacksonville. And we were like, oh my God, like that's insane. Um, so, yeah. yes, very exciting, very exciting, yeah. It's it's nuts, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, in a city, as I've got it right behind me, Duval County here, I mean, in a city <laughs> where you've got so many artists that are fantastic, uh, you know, it's 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 a pretty big deal hitting the bicentennial. Uh, now, I don't, I don't mean to spring this on you, but I was going to ask, since it is such a big music city, I wanted to ask what your favorite North Florida artists are. You know, who who are oh your God. favorite North Florida artists? Now, I'll let you guys think about it a little bit. I'll give you my top five while you're thinking. I'm going to go... I'm going to go bread and butter for the area. I'm going to go real southern rock on it. I'm going to go Almond Brothers, uh, Tom mm-hmm. Petty... The uh, uh, original Leonard Skinner before the plane crash, uh, Shine Down, uh, and even though it doesn't really count, uh, since it's only two fifths, two fifths of the Eagles, since you have Bernie Ledden and Don Felder that were both from uh, Gainesville. Uh, but uh, what? Didn't know that? That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Fun fact: Bernie Le- uh, Ledden's dad uh, taught at UNF or UF. He taught at. at uh, <laughs> Yeah, University of Florida, wild. Don Felder grew up here, went to, uh, I'm pretty sure went to Gainesville High School, I think. Pretty positive. Uh, but, uh, yeah, what what other band, I mean, because it spans all genres. Who do you have in, in the area of North Florida that uh, is your favorite North Florida artist? Um, yeah, there's, there's so many. I mean, one of my favorites uh, right now is a songwriter named uh, Corey Kilgannon, mm. uh, He's incredible, incredible songwriter. Um, and then also, I mean, we all really like uh, Bobby Kidd there. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Madeline, what do you have got? any other? Yeah. Um, RHRTM, Taylor Neal, has a project called Teal Peel. It's in Jacksonville. It's super cool. Very nice. Very nice. I like it. 
I like it. It uh, it is. It's chock full of uh, chock full of artists, old and new for sure. Um, well, what's the odds at this? I'm guessing it's pretty high odds. What are the odds that in this uh, bicentennial, there's going to be some sort of Prince prayer before you go on stage? <laughs> you know, oh, man. I would say a hundred percent certainty of a prince prayer will like happen it. now um, with the prince prayer what are like what's the percentage that you actually see some type of prince symbol that you're like there there it is my god it shows up it happens, higher than you more, think. happens more than you think <laughs> um a lot of times like we'll show up and you know walking around a venue or something we're like oh there's prince nice. he's like on this poster or like a mural or like literally it shows up a lot more than you think it always is like always, always. is yeah. or a, song, a song one of his songs will play like so it's good vibes princes also what's funny is what we've noticed is every time or the it, it's very important that we do we just realized this, it's very important that we do this prince prayer now because the last show we played which was hangout festival we didn't i don't know I don't know why we didn't. We probably just didn't have any time because it was so hectic. But we didn't do oh, the no. Prince prayer before we went on stage, and the show got rained out. Oh like, no! Four or five songs in, like it got like they had to come on stage and tell us that like, oh, we have a severe thunderstorm warning or something. We had to, we couldn't finish the show. But we were like, oh my god, oh my god, not, God to Prince pray. Like, not only is he the music god, he's also the rain god. Oh no, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make sure you do the Prince Prayer. It is a it is a necessity. Oh yeah. Well, now along with the bicentennial, you guys are having a celebration yourself. Not nearly two hundred years, but uh, six years. Six years as far as the first real gig happened just down the road at the High Dive. Um, Madeline, if if I you know were to ask you as far as the first six years of the band like if i gave the 2016 madeline a rundown of your career to this point like i told that 2016 you like here's the ep releases you got about 800,000 monthly listeners in 2022 on spotify you've played shaky knees you've opened for rainbow kitten surprise you've toured with mount joy you've gone thousands of miles on the road what would the 2016 you say? Would that would you be like, yeah, that sounds about right, or would it be like, I'm gonna do what? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my god, I don't even know. That's crazy. Like, it's like they kind of think about like what we've done over the past six years and what we hope we can continue to do. But yeah, if if I told myself that, um. I don't know. I wouldn't believe it. But like, I know all of us, when we first started, we had that such strong sense of like, we can do this if we put effort into it and if we grind. And I think we worked so hard. So like part of me, like, would be like, heck yeah. Like you stuck to it. And part of me would be like, what are you saying? Like, you're joking. So, um, yeah, we've worked our butts off, and we're still trying to. <laughs> of course, a, a little. But it's wild. A little bit of understanding, a little bit of disbelief. I'd get both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now uh, Tristan and Madeline are, are technically the the OGs. Uh, you guys asked Dylan to be the singer one day, uh, drinking <laughs> coffee, and 
I, I know, I know, Tristan. You, you, you had been in the school band prior to that. You, you'd been rocking that sax. Uh, but had a rock band been in the back of your head before that? Like, had you always been thinking, like, I want to do rock? Um, yes, no. I actually, so I started playing guitar. I started playing guitar because of Guitar Hero. Nice. Funnily enough, I was like eight or nine. Nice. So, like, I guess rock music has brought me into playing music. So, I mean, it kind of has come back to it. But, um, yeah, I actually played guitar first and I hated it. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and then picked up again playing with Flip Turn. And, yeah, I, I mean, part of me wants to say, yeah. Nice. <laughs> it, it was back there. It just wasn't a super driving force yet. You yeah, love, yeah, you love classic yeah, I, rock. My family was like a big like Almond Brothers, mm. like so like all that kind of like jam stuff all the time as a kid, and like Doobie Brothers and all that. We just we just had the the new uh, jam band Goose on the show, which um, those guys those guys get at it. They are some they are some technicians when it comes to jamming. I'm I'm, I'm blown away by those, and they they've ro- like they've rocketed in the jam band scene. Like all of a sudden, it's just like it's like Grateful Dead, Fish, Goose, and you're just like, where did this band come from? In like three years, it's nuts. Um, but uh, Dylan, before Madeline and Tristan called you, you were already gigging uh, every weekend, bars on bars with your mom. Which I feel mm-hmm. like that's one of those things that could be really cool or really lame, depending on what kind of mom you have. <laughs> like, did no. <laughs> did you like those bar gigs on the weekends? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I did. I really did. Um, it 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 made, turned me into you know it made me the performer I am today. Um, you know, watching her, she's this crazy Irish fiddle player. You know, she she would raise me up playing uh, like bar gigs in Boston originally where we're from you know all around that area uh just being able to you know play with her and watch her perform um was always really inspiring and uh playing gigs you know in high school playing gigs to like make money through high school uh was a lot better than some other jobs that I could have done so I it was I really enjoyed it um I wouldn't trade that for anything yeah now now I know one of the the favorite uh groups that you had growing up was you too uh did yeah. did you ever do any did you ever do any covers you two with the with the violin going the irish fiddle actually yeah the one of the first covers that because when we moved down here it was you know just us we were very new so we that's what made us start like gigging together you know she used to gig all the time with people she knew up in massachusetts mm-hmm. but when we moved down here we had to learn a bunch of music so that we could you know gig and the one of the first covers we learned was uh with or without you nice so, Technically, yeah, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Well, now I I heard in an interview a while back, uh, your mom was trying to since you since you went with Flip Turn, uh, your mom was trying to force your brother to fill that spot. Has she successfully forced him into playing with her or no? Oh <laughs> no, no. My brother's a big, uh, huge basketball guy. Actually, I think she he 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 can play piano and guitar. He's, really good but uh he just recently chose more of the athletic route um and he's killing it basketball uh, playing basketball right nice. now yeah nice he's is- huge so tall yeah <laughs> he, he is huge <laughs> well, how tall is he like, 
He's about six four, six five, and he's nine years younger than me. So that's the other thing that's like kind of annoying, you know, seeing him grow. And I knew one day he's gonna be taller, but now it's just like I look up to him and he's like jacked and he can dunk and everything. And it's like six four, six five. What is he? Ninth grade? He's he's going into his sophomore year of high school. He's about six four, six five. Oh, yeah. good lord, that's insane. Oh man, I wish I <laughs> yeah. Would. I wish I was 6'5 at that time. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Oh, he's having a very different high school experience than I did. Let me tell you, it's uh, very different, but I'm, I'm proud of him, and he's killing it. So. That's that's awesome. He's looking for that scholarship, man. Looking for that oh, yeah. college scholarship. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, now, I, I always hear when, when, when I... Uh, you know, look back at Flip Turn, I hear there was sort of this turning point in your guys' career around 2018. Uh, you guys sort of had this point where you mutually agreed, like, let's take this thing serious. This is, we're all in. Like, Dylan started taking classes online. Uh, you know, there was this switch as far as, as gigging. Was there, uh, do you guys remember a specific point was there something that made you say, like, we need to take this seriously? Like, was it a number of streams or something that happened? Or was it just, like, mutually all all of a sudden one day you guys were like, no, let's let's go all in. Let's just do this. Why, why are we pussyfooting around? Let's, let's get in there and do this. Definitely the latter, I feel. I think it was, I knew it was, it was getting kind of hard to juggle, like, school and, like, the more and more gigs coming in and stuff, especially, like, Y'all live in Gainesville. I live in Jacksonville. So I was driving for rehearsals and all that. So I was like, I know I got to drop out. I can't keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's a yeah, long, a- that's a long 70 miles in between Jacksonville and Gainesville. A lot of Stark and Waldo and other towns. No yeah. offense to, to those towns that you don't really <laughs> want to have to drive through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know them quite well. now uh taylor leaves the band in in 2019 uh and and tristan you knew this fella from unf mitch uh you guys knew him uh from the music school there uh and and as i saw in another uh interview i guess i gotta continue the shout out shout out to james hogan guitar teacher there what was the what was the conversation like in the band as far as like what do we do to replace Taylor? What do we do to bring on a new person? How did that go? Yeah, like when when Taylor left, you know, she she's like a year younger than us. So she really wanted to, she decided like the touring life, it was going to be a lot at that point. And she wanted to continue doing school and everything. And so like, you know, like we, of course, support you in that. Um, and so... You know, when she left, we are like, okay, now we have like these synth parts, you know, and what can we do? We don't really want to rely too much on tracks. And we didn't use tracks at that point, like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, Mitch, I think Mitch was in our circle, like music circle in Jacksonville. He was in a couple like different bands. He was not a keyboard player. Yeah, he was not before. a keyboard player. He plays <laughs> guitar, but he picked it up and learned keyboard and like how to do all the synth knobs and everything uh and yeah he he's a bonfire keyboard guy now yeah he he was just like i play and we're like yeah (laughs) like sure um it's insane insane how well he picked it up 
So, so, so yeah. was he the? I mean, did you suggest to him filling that role, or did he suggest to you guys like, can I, can I hop in? Um, it was kind of like a he he he, text, he, he, texted, he texted me, and then there was kind of like talks, like I guess give and take, because like me and him would like jam a lot, and so with Dylan, like we all like play together, and just like because he was like so close to me, so I would hang out with him, and, like play music with him. So I definitely that bridge got crossed. Not sure when or how, but like he definitely sent the first text actually confirming, like, hey, like, I want to join. And we're like, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's our roommate. So, yeah, now he's roommate. <laughs> so I guess there was no hesitancy for him to learn the sense. He was just like, uh, that's my job now. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, it's it's okay. it, it's crazy because, like, like you said, I mean, you know, looking back on his Instagram, it's like all guitar work and he's a crazy guitarist yeah. like watching those videos i'm just like man like he just posted it was a while back it was a couple of months ago he posted a crazy guitar lick he was just chicken picking just going at it and i was just like man what? Oh, yeah it's crazy literally but- it's so funny like <laughs> i am like sitting in the living room right now and his room's right there and he'll be like playing stuff every day and like lately it's been heavy sense stuff but i'm like i'm in the club right now like <laughs> from his room it's always so funny but you know it's cool background music <laughs> just get, getting his vibes going i like it it's funny it's it's both i feel like it's it's always either the synth or the bass player that sort of is molded a lot of times that does not plan on yeah. being that but then it's like yeah okay let's do that let's try let's try being that let's <laughs> let's go for it you know it's uh uh, hats I, f- I feel like learning all the synth though i mean watching him sometimes in, in in concerts and actually it's funny just in uh the the goose interview that i just did peter onspock they're they're guy like he was a guitar player and they were like hey we need a new piano player and he's like all right and now now you watch him in concert and he's just all over yep. those keys and i'm like what how That's Mitch. how do you do like, he didn't just like he didn't just pick up the like parts that we had previously had. He took it to another level, and like now he's you know he's actually really good at it. You know, oh he's, yeah. Um, you know, exceeded what we asked him to do. It's it's incredible. Oh it's yeah, really incredible. I feel like I feel like you know you could definitely trick a person and you know show show them a picture uh, a video of Mitch playing the keyboards and be like this guy grew up that all he did was play keyboards and you'd be like oh yeah that makes sense that looks right you know um now mitch knew devin through instagram there and devin's the the drummer devin is crazy uh good uh luckily for posterity purposes the jam they first did together was recorded on instagram i went back and watched their first ever jam in 2019 um now did you guys know was was devin in sort of your music circle as well yeah so um devin devin's like three three four years younger than us and so he was also in this band in Jacksonville that we had played with before. And I remember at a couple of our shows, you know, he would just come. And like, I remember one, like he came up to me, like on the stage, he's like, you're, you guys are awesome. You're so good. And we're like, oh, thanks. And like, that's like, was my impression of that. I just knew him from, you know, from coming to our shows and everything and being a great drummer in his, in his own band. 
Um, and then, yeah, we would, Mitch had like played with him before in that type of setting, like, and he really, Devin's really cool. Let's invite him to a practice. And so from there, he, you know, blew our minds and he's, his drum parts on this record are sick. Yeah. So, oh yeah. They're so yeah. cool. He's, he's just a, just a baby. That dude turned 21. Just this this year, yeah. in February. We call him, call him the baby. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, he's he's finally on tour. He's gonna be able to have drinks, legal drinks. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that was a long time coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, now uh, he. I mean, you guys like he he toured with Johnny Swim uh, back back in the day, which I was like super impressed by. All my. HGTV watchers out there that are listening right now know who Johnny Swim is. Fixer Upper there. Uh, it's like, I mean, but he has like some serious chops. It is, you know, how, I mean, both of those guys, Devin and Mitch, super talented musicians. How did they, when they came into the band, how did it fit? It fit so well. Uh, I've genuinely, they've taken our, like they've, you know, allowing like playing with them and writing with them i really think it's taken our sound to a, a new level um it's it's been a it's been amazing honestly they've given us fuel too to like get better and like improve our chops as well just because damn yeah <laughs> <laughs> well now i mean speaking of that you guys uh for the new music i've noticed you know on all the three uh new songs brooklyn baby halfway playground that have came out it's everybody. the The writing credits has has everybody there, you know. So it seems like it's it's been a whole whole band collective writing. Um, yep. It's a major collaborative thing. Now was that was that yeah. a big was that a big switch once Mitch and Devin uh, joined, or has it always been that way? It's pretty much always been yeah. for the most part. I mean, like especially, but definitely more recently, but. Uh, Pretty much since we started writing, that's really how it's been, is just somebody finding a riff, bringing it to the band and jamming it out and, you know, structuring it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, we've always been like a full uh, group collaborative effort, too. Now, I noticed, uh, I saw you guys back in 2020, you you, you had a, a cabin uh, outside of Phoenix there uh, in Apache Junction. Looked like, you know. Like some kind of old Wild West, except with a whole bunch of uh, music equipment set up. Uh, was <laughs> was that where a whole bunch of this uh, this the bulk of this material was written, or uh, is this from basically the last you know year and a half, two years? I'd say, yeah, definitely the the um, the feel, like the general direction of the album was really built there. Um, yeah. I think there's only like five songs that we actually wrote there that will be on the album, but it really created this field and like, you know, that we knew we wanted to go for, I feel like. A Southwest vibe? Just a new, a new vibe. Like we, the reason we chose, I think one of the big reasons we chose uh, Arizona was it is quite literally very opposite from Florida as far as um, like temperature. It's very dry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's dipped to desert, you know, compared to the lush, green, humid mm -hmm. Florida, you know, beach type weather. So it was just putting ourselves in a diff very different environment that we were used to writing in. And I think because of that, we got 
kind of like a cool new you know look on writing and it, it makes me it makes me think go back to that YouTube Joshua tree that's what they did go go, <laughs> go out to the desert now granted their start in Ireland was much grosser than Florida in my opinion but you know whatever <laughs> whatever you want to see I mean I'm I'm not a fan of the 50s and raining it just depends on your cup of tea that's not mine but uh, that's why I'm in Florida <laughs> uh, anyways you guys released playground two months ago great song already has 300,000 streams on spotify the video has over a hundred thousand views on youtube very cool uh video um and i heard that was a, a a concept of the the bands was that a collective concept as far as the video idea or was that somebody else you know individual um i think like the core concept came we were kind of just talking we were in la recording our record and it was one night we were in like an Airbnb and we were just spitballing ideas and we kind of went in the direction like, okay, let's tell our people. Yeah, kind of you want to do something like 80s theme, like nostalgic, you know, like E.T. like-esque feel um, with bikes. We knew we wanted bikes. Um, <laughs> had to be bikes. And so yeah, we, <laughs> we got our people to kind of bring that together more. Um, nice. Yeah, they made it what it is. It's super cool. Isn't it nice to have people? Yeah. Always sounds good to have people. <laughs> it even, is very nice. Listeners, even if you don't have people out there, just say you have people. It makes you feel better. Like, you know what? I'm going to go back and check with my people, and it's just you in a closet. But it's fine. People won't know that. It's okay. Yeah, it's super cool, listeners. If you the, the ending, I love the ending where it brings you back down to that reality of, oh, oh. oh. That's what's really yeah. going on. Oh, okay. All right. That's that was actually yeah. Tristan's idea. That was one of my favorite ideas that Tristan had, like about the video. I mean, wait, can you tell? Can you talk about that idea, Tristan? Like with like the meaning of like playground and everything, because that is like one of my favorite things about the video is the ending and like how it slams you back into reality. Yeah, I think like one of the biggest things we're talking about is very like not doable, but we wanted the bikes to like, fly. And we're, we try. We talked with like um, Paul and Jerice about how we want to do it, and there's just like there was no like actual good way to do it other than like just getting into a room and do it. So we did it that way, but um, kind of like we want to like pull away the curtain of like this idea. How would you describe it, man? Like reality, like getting back, getting brought back down to reality, literally. Yeah. Like you know, you think you're flying through the air, like oh. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely I mean, it works with it works with the song and it just the it, you know, I just love the whole band sort of being around Dylan on the bike, just like nip, 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 and then <laughs> Dylan ca coughing because of all the uh, extra smoke being thrown in his face. It's solid. Solid. Listeners, if you haven't seen it, you need to go check it out. It's a good video. And the bike scene. I'm a huge fan of cruising around on my bike. Anybody that lives in the North Florida area probably knows because they've probably seen this semi-looking homeless dude cruising around on a bike somewhere. Um, but uh, you guys have released three singles so far uh, off this new material. Uh, I haven't seen a specific release date for an album. I've seen 2022, but do you have a release date you can tell us or at least hint at? So, yeah, okay, so the album will be out in... Mmm, oh, 
very exciting. Very exciting. So we can say, at this time, this will be the first radio announcement. I know you guys are going to put it on on uh, social media for it, but this is the first radio announcement. You heard it first. Yes. You heard it first, folks. <laughs> this is a Doc G original. Very exciting. Well, now, um, along with the album... Uh, not too long after that, about a month after that release date, you guys have an end of the summer music festival, your own, your own music and arts festival, playground music and arts festival in Gainesville, August 27th. Uh, lots of great artists, uh, Lunar Vacation, The Hales, Cannibal Kids, uh, Hotel Fiction, which I am extremely excited about. They're actually stopping by our studio to play music either before or after they play at the uh, festival. So very excited about that. Uh, but how did how did the idea come about for this festival? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we play, we try to come to Gainesville every year since that's like a, a hometown type of place for us. Uh, you know, in the past we've done, you know, I did like a couple nights at, at High Dive and did um, some outdoor shows in 2020 at, at Hartwood. And so this year we're like, let's bring together a bunch of our friends and like bands that we like and would love to play with uh, in one place one night in Gainesville outside so a ton of people can come and you know, this is kind of how it came together. Really, let's just let's try to do this. Let's try to do our own festival, and then if it's successful, you know, we can maybe make it a yearly thing. Um, but yeah, we love the people at Heartwood, and we're super stoked to have the, the lineup that you know that it is. And yeah, we're just gonna give it a shot. We're gonna see how it goes. We're super excited. <laughs> uh, you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have the the students back in in uh, fall semester. They're gonna be jazz. That's gonna be like the first weekend back. So they're just gonna be like, hey, I don't have any exams yet. Let's party. And they're gonna be oh yeah <laughs> ready ready to go. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, last thing since you guys have a lot of uh, good number of shows coming up this summer. Uh, all up and down the East Coast. You got shows uh, in Asbury, actually. We just had uh, Joe P. on the show, who's from Asbury. Uh, lovely place up there, so that's going to be very exciting to go up there and play. Uh, but I thought we'd finish the interview with some quick tour questions about the band. So sort of a lightning round a a answer session. Whoever thinks they have the answer for the band can jump in and say it. But I'm going to ask a couple of you know, who is this in the band? Who has this trait the most? And you can jump in. And of course, since Devin and Mitch aren't here, feel free for any of the bad ones to throw them under the bus. Because they, because we all know they won't listen to the interview, so we don't have to worry about any blowback there. So that's fine, right? Okay. Are we ready to go? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Sleepiest band member. Who sleeps the most on tour? Tristan. <laughs> Tristan. <laughs> Tristan had a recognition himself of that. He was like, oh, that's probably... Yeah, that's, 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 that's true. Okay, that's true. Um, band member that's had the worst mishap on stage. Me or Devin? Mm. I'd say uh, either me or Devin. What was the mishap yeah. with Devin? Oh, Devin... Well, I remember Tallahassee. Devin, uh, he kicked through his kick drum. Oh, man. In more impressive than a mishap. I mean, honestly, but I remember. I mean, with we the were, mallet or oh, with his foot? 
Yes. Oh wow. No, with, with, oh, with his foot. With his foot, he like hit so hard that it went through the kick drum. And yeah. I remember we were about to go into another song. It was right at the end of one song. We were transitioning into another, and luckily it was the last song of the night. But you know, I was getting ready, and I turn around, and Devin's like, "Nope, <laughs> nope, can't do it." And I was like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "My kick drum." I, I didn't understand. You know, I was like, "Yeah, uh, man, so maybe, maybe that." Or I've, I think I've forgot complete verses on stage before so that oh. One of us, I'd say. oh man oh that that's that's embarrassing that's embarrassing to be the guy that has to pull up the phone hold on it's my lyrics hold on a second <laughs> all right okay that's the one okay i got it i got yeah. it all right band member most likely to be late for a band meeting Devin. Devin, i think <laughs> Devin, yeah. i told you it's he's fine easier. he's not here we can we can <laughs> We can say Devin for everyone. Strolling, we're strolling with Dunkin' Donuts. No, sorry, there's 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 traffic, but I have donuts for you guys. No, there you go. Hey, that's a that's a makeup right there. That is okay. That is okay. But I mean, Dunkin'. I mean, he's in the South. It's got to be Krispy Kreme. Dunkin's Dunkin's. That's that's Boston, man. That's that's Dylan's old hometown. Come on now. Uh, I do, I do love Dunkin'. It's, I mean, you know, coffee-wise, it's definitely <laughs> better than Krispy Kreme. But I don't know if it's hot off the line on Krispy Kreme. You know, if you can do better. Coffee-wise, yes, a hundred percent. Donuts, donuts, Krispy Kreme for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, uh, let's see here. Band member with the worst sense of direction. You're out on the road. Sense of direction. Who is it? Madeline. Or Madeline. <laughs> were you were were you volunteering for that one, Dylan? And then you're like, ah, oh, no. I, I well, <laughs> I've, there's been a few times where I've missed exits, like on the way to a gig, oh, true. and we're like we're like running late, and I like miss an exit mm. or something like that. And I'm, but that for sure. But I I think Mads had some driving mishap. Mm. Mm. I'm just driving. It's like walking to a supermarket. Like <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Like, so you push your shopping cart and it shows you stop in the middle of the thing and just like look around like <laughs> that. Like, people are walking. You know, you so forget. Yeah, driving just for life. <laughs> just life driving. Yes. Well, I, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, now, this one may not be any of you. I, I don't know. I feel like this might not be anybody in the band because I don't feel like uh, you might not be this reckless. But. Band member most likely to get arrested if left alone for too long. <laughs> I don't know. No, you, it's gotta be. So yeah, like you said, prob none of us, but maybe let's say Mitch. <laughs> well, <laughs> Devin hasn't. Devin's been getting it. We'll we'll switch it to Mitch for that one. Yes, Mitch. <laughs> Mitch is the outlaw, listeners. If you're listening, just know that Mitch is ready to do illegal things whenever you're not watching. Um, <laughs> band member with the worst pre-show jitters. Who is it? Oh, um, that's me. Yeah, that's easily. That's me. That's definitely me. That's something I'm trying to work on, honestly. That's definitely me. Even, even after all those weekend gigs, all high school, still get it. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, they get, they get, sometimes they get worse. I mean, you know, depending on the, the bigger stages we play sometimes. But I, I, I could see yeah, it. It's something I'm, I could see it with that show at Shaky Knees. That, that's a crowd. That's a crowd looking. I mean, but once they get behind you, right? It goes away once they get behind you. Oh, once you're on stage, it's once you hit, once the first note is played, I, fine totally fine we're all fine but it's like 
leading up to that first note, it's always the anticipation that just mm. like drives me nuts. It's it's the same thing. I feel like oh, it's not the exact same thing, but like I remember high school and running track. Uh, I, I I ran I ran long distance in track, and there was always like before the mile, all before the two mile, you're just sitting there like oh god, oh it's coming, oh it's gonna be rough, oh and then that and then that that gun would go off and it's gone and you're in it. There's no other choice. Yeah, you have no other option. You are there in front of bunch of people and there's no you can't stop like there's no like you know oh sorry i can't do this right now like you are in it like you said you just have to do it so like that's when it's just like it's all instinct i don't know i think i think though with you guys especially with that like you know with with like like the the shaking like they're all there to see you man they're they're excited about it like they they love it like i mean you know even if you screw up they're gonna be jet you screw up on that verse they're gonna be like oh he did it dylan screwed up on the verse oh that's awesome like you're gonna be jazzed about it man band member most likely to use an unnecessary dad joke or pun Tristan. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely, nice. Tristan. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. He's got lots of them. Everybody needs a good dad joke or pun every now and then. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Um, <laughs> band member most likely to get into a random conversation with somebody at the venue. Devin. Devin. Yeah, definitely. Definitely Devin. Devin. <laughs> yeah, we actually, it's, it's I mean, it, it's it's a good thing. He he's um, a lot more talkative than the rest of us. So like, sometimes if we're meeting people for the first time, he'll be like the connection. He'll be like, he's yeah. like in there and he's like best friends with them already within like five minutes, and we're like, what the heck? Like, I he gives off that vibe even on social media. You can see it. It's just I think it's because he's just been doing it for so long. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you're. You're 18 out there with Johnny Swim on a national tour. You got to get used to being that guy. Hey, 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 all right. How's the weather? I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) go go play a show. Last one, band member most likely to get in a fight with Jalapeno on the road. (laughs) Mitch. 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 (laughs) Love-hate relationship with Jalapeno? He's very close. Okay. Very close I get it. Uh, I get it. I get it. That wraps up the lightning round flip turn. I want to thank you guys for taking the time coming on talk with us today. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for having us. This is great. For sure. Listeners, you can keep up with flip turn at flip turn dot band. You can follow them on Twitter and on Instagram at flip turn band. You can follow jalapeno at jalapeno on the tour chick or jalapeno, the tour (laughs) jalapeno, the tour chicken right now. Let's take a listen to Brooklyn baby right here on the doc G show.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Headliners of the Bicentennial flip turn, Mike. Flip turn mm-hmm. right there. Just, you know, mm-hmm. just a, a young group of precocious yeah. band players. Just getting it done, man. Just It's sort of like Hotel mm-hmm. Fiction. They make me want to get out there and just do things. Work. You know? Yeah. I mean... I granted, I'm too much of an old curmudgeon to do that, but <laughs> you know, they make me think about it a little bit. I'm like, you mm-hmm. know what? Maybe go somewhere. <laughs> and then, like the next day, I'm like, oh, that'd be pretty tough, and I have to That's too pack far. A, pack a bag and, and plan out something. And nah, just, yeah, it would just stay here instead. <laughs> but I'm they're still they fill me with potential, Mike. Mm-hmm. Potential. Yeah. Uh, I just get excited. Their music, fantastic. Just uh, three of the nicest folks you ever met there with uh, Dylan, uh, Madeline, and Tristan. Good folks, and uh, it's a shame that we couldn't have Devin and Mitch on the show, but hopefully next time they come through, the whole the whole crew, all five of them will be there. I'd love to see Devin and Mitch. Uh, but until next time, we'll have to wait for that. Uh, until then, keep an eye out. Keep peeled. For the uh, the release date, keep pilled for uh, uh, for the album title, and uh, as soon as it comes out, pick it up, do it, you know, get yourself a copy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, Mike, we need to do these two birthday suits. Now you got the first got one. More. Jerry Stiller was done. I don't think either of these are going to be done. I don't. I That's mean, maybe this first one you might surprise me. I will okay. put most of my money on the last one. You not getting it. Okay. But the first one you. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, born on June eighth, nineteen fifty nine, in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Hmm. But he moved almost immediately to L A. when he was less than one years old and settled in Compton. He's known a lot for now wearing a Compton hat, or at least he was uh, a lot. Uh, in 1977, our birthday suit wearer joined the Army and was stationed in Germany. While he was there, he became interested in martial arts, and by 1979, he was a second-degree black belt. Jeez. Then in 1980, he started getting interested in both bodybuilding and powerlifting. In 2016, he started a YouTube channel that instantly became extremely popular for weightlifting motivation, powerlifting, and other such videos. One of his most famous videos is him doing bicep curls, commanding his muscles to grow. Grow! I command you to grow! That happens in the video, guys. He's been on the Joe Rogan podcast several times. Uh, recently, just a couple of years ago, he had to have heart replacement surgery. Uh, name that birthday suit wearer. Yeah, no idea. Maybe the name will uh, ring a bell. C.T. Fletcher. C.T. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Really big, muscular black dude just ripped out of his mind. Well, used to be ripped out of his mind. Now, obviously, because of the heart surgery, not so much. But uh, 
the dude was just all about just lifting, and of course, all the gym bros loved his videos. You get super excited about growing those biceps. You get super excited about throwing around a couple hundred pounds on bench press. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Motivation. Maybe maybe you're listening to a little bit of Limp Biscuit, my generation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could happen. I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, regardless, Mike, turning uh, the big 63, 63 for CT. Uh, yeah, you go back and you look at his videos from like 2017. He did not look 63, uh, or at that time, uh, 58. Uh, did not look that age. Uh, and uh, it, talk about two intense dudes when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. You were like, uh, I would not want to be in the middle of these two dudes. No, thank <laughs> you. Uh, anywho. Happy birthday to C.D. Fletcher. I hope that uh, that new heart is doing well. I hope he's doing That's okay. That's a big operation. That's, That's a big a very, operation. Very big operation. Uh, very, very tough. Uh, regardless, Mike, we are going to move on to our next birthday suit here. Born on June 8th, 1944 in Canton, Ohio. Our birthday suit wearer moved to Plano, Texas when he was young. At the age of 12, he started playing guitar He and his friend Steve Miller both ended up going to the University of Wisconsin-Madison, but our birthday suit wearer dropped out of of school to pursue music. First went to London, then Sweden, but then came back and played in his friend Steve Miller's band, the Steve Mm. Miller Band. And he was the guitarist on the first two albums, with their famous song The Joker being on the second album. Uh, our birthday suit wearer went on to do his solo thing again, though, and in 1976, he finally got a hit solo album that was very successful. He released Silk Degrees, which had the hit singles It's Over, Low Down, and What Can I Say. Then in 1977, he followed it up with Down To, uh, uh, Down To Then Left. Then his album 19 and uh, then in his album in 1980 Middleman had two hits Breakdown Ahead and Jojo. His music has sometimes been associated with yacht rock. Name that birthday suit wearer. Got nothing for you Doc J. Sorry. Knew it. I, I don't even Knew have it. a guess. I told you I I put money on this one. <laughs> I was I was Boz Skaggs. Have you ever heard of Boz Skaggs? I feel like I've heard of a something like that, but I think it's a an athlete. Boz Skaggs. Maybe Wade Boggs? Are you thinking of Wade Boggs? Did you put them together? Maybe it is Wade Boggs. Maybe it is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Baseball know, player. <laughs> Anyways, Boz Skaggs. I feel like his songs are not as yacht rocky as a lot of times people put them. It's I mean, it's a little bit more funky than most of your uh than your yacht rock. You know, I think Yacht Rock, I think more Jerry Rafferty. I think okay. uh, more of the late Crosby, Stills, Nash. Maybe mm-hmm. more early Eddie Money. Ooh, yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah, Eddie Money. That's what I'm talking about. Killer. But anyways, anyways, uh, Boskag's turning uh, almost 80, 78. 78 for Boskag's. What? Uh, happy birthday, Boz. I hope it's a good one, man. Uh, And, uh, hey, great job on that Steve Miller band stuff. Great job on that solo stuff, Uh, you know? Amazing music, yeah. Just good stuff. Anyways, Mike, 
Mike, uh, we have got some great shows coming up. I am very excited about next week's show. We have a fantastic band who will be opening and celebrating the Rolling Stones' 60th year as a band. 60 wow. years, Mike. 60. Wow. And they're opening for those guys. They're supporting the Rolling Stones. Mick, Keith, they're going to be there. They're going to party with these guys. The Vista Kicks. Can't wait to have the Vista Kicks on the show. We're going to have their drummer, Nolan. We're going to have their singer, Derek, on the show. We're going to talk to him basically about their career, everything, uh, going through the last six or seven years of Vista Kicks. Only have about 53 years to make it to that Rolling Stones level. Wild, man. That's a long time. God, yeah. that's so crazy. That's a long yeah. time for a band. It's nuts, man. I mean, you know. They basically, they basically have been a band since they were all 18, and now they're almost 80, and they've been a band for. And that's what that's what I'm going to tell the Vista Kicks. Like, I'm pretty sure there's no other band that has been a band for 60 years. Like, no way. with the actual so. same people. Like, I. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't, you can't replicate that, man. It's insane. <laughs> What's anyways, your secret to a successful band? <laughs> anyways, sadly, uh, we, we don't have the Rolling Stones, but we have the next best Not best yet. thing. We have the Vista <laughs> Kicks on the show. I'm very excited to have Derek and Nolan coming on the show. <coughs> so much so, it choked me up a little bit, Mike. Um, yeah, we've got some other great shows, of course. Can't let them out of the bag because we have not solidified them yet, so I don't want to jinx it. But until next week, Mike, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Ferticus Charette. Thank you, Doc G. Thanks for having me. Always a great time. Always a pledge. Of course. Of course, Mike. Before we go, is that is that a Run DMC shirt you got on? Uh, we got a Run BTC shirt, sir. Oh, on Bitcoin. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that sort of saddens me. I was really hoping. I mean, no offense to your Bitcoin love, but I, I was hoping you were repping the old school Run DMC. You know, I gotta get one. So, I gotta get a shirt. I gotta get an old school. I was, run, I was about uh, to say. I was yeah. hoping you were just gonna get out there and just. I mean, just just drop the beats. You know, mm -hmm. maybe next week. Nah, we're gonna next drop week these. on the. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Next week on the show, he's going to uh, drop the beats, everybody. Until then, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it doo doo.